All right. Well, good morning, Joe. Good morning, Mike. Welcome to episode two. Episode two. Of the Mortgage big, Update big with here. Mike and Joe. Um, a lot's taken place since we uh, talked probably a little bit over a month ago. Um, let's start with the bills. Obviously, we, we started our last podcast with the bills. Yeah. Obviously, um, you predicted two or three losses. I did. For the season. So, so we got one under the books this yeah, week. Yeah. So the 17 and 0 run, yeah, that's it's uh, over. That's it's over. So that's not going to take place. But, you know, obviously, all of us here, you know, we're bills fans, you and I. And obviously, as we go into this, into this next game, obviously, it's going to be a, a test. Uh, the bills are a little banged up. Um, and, uh, but what are your thoughts? What do you think are the keys to this game? Well, I think uh, everybody's going to need to bring a raincoat because the early predictions for the weather are not great, um, which also doesn't bode well for the Bills not being able to run the ball. Right. Um, so it'll be interesting. Sunday's game was definitely frustrating, uh, but to see you know them hang in with a good team with basically their practice squad was encouraging. Right. So. Hopefully, though, if the rain hits as hard as it, that might slow Lamar Jackson down. They could. They so, could work to which, our which well. could benefit the Bills as well. So, yeah. so um, I know the folks that are um, dialed in or have called in want to talk about you know the mortgage market, the real estate uh, environment, and uh, you know since we last spoke, Joe, obviously lots changed. Sure. And I think probably the biggest thing to you know point out is. Um, you know, let's just start with what the facts are. So, so the facts are, is that mortgage rates within the past two weeks have have increased really from, from really close to six percent to seven percent in a really short period of time, and that certainly, on the you know when you just think about those numbers, you know that does have some impact. But then the question be, becomes, what's going on with the rest of the market? Um, What's, you know, how can lenders like GRB partner with our realtors to, to really uh, provide counseling and options to buyers, even though rates have gone up? Because there's still a lot of great options out there. It just really is going to require more education from us to the realtors, to their buyers, so that they can make an informed choice. Absolutely. So, so what do you, you know, knowing that as the backdrop, you know, Joe, I guess maybe kind of, you know, speaking to the, the marketplace, what's happened to the real estate market in regards to, to sales, offers, you know, list price, what are folks paying for homes? What are you seeing? Yeah, I mean, the listing activity that we're seeing on our end from, from the data that we collect on, on our transactions, um, you know, listings have been relatively uh flat in the sense of how much they're going for over listing. Right. Um, you know, from February through uh, June, we were averaging 14 and a half percent over list price. Mm -hmm. um, in the months of July, August and September, that remained flat right around 6.75 percent over. Mm -hmm. um, what was interesting uh, in July, uh, the average list price was 245. In August, it went up to 259. And then it, uh, September dipped down to 223. Now that's in Monroe and surrounding counties. Right. Um, in Onondaga and surrounding counties, um, you know they they were, were in a relatively flat market for uh, most of the year. They were averaging 6.2 percent over list mm -hmm. um, in that time frame. And then in July, August, and September, they were at 4.36 uh, 
5.67 and so far in September 3.87. So it looked like we had that little pop, right? July to August, we saw a little pop and then kind of back down um, in the sense. And I think, you know, one of the biggest things that, that we have to think about is not only are mortgage rates going up, not only is the cost of food going up, the cost of gas, but people's rents. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're in a situation renting and, and, and we're talking to a buyer that may have been spooked by these raising rates, um, I think the conversation needs to shift from, okay, let's look at what you're paying in rent and what can that afford you mm-hmm. in a house in this market. Um, because more often than not, we're seeing, at, you know, lease renewals, rents are going up anywhere from $100 to $150 a month or more in some instances, right? So if we factor in those raising rent costs, how much else can they afford? Mm-hmm. And is it realistic to buy something in the market today with less buyers on the market? Right, you know, correct. You know, Joe, that's well said. You know, the other part too, just to back up to the, you know, what's going on in the market, uh, you know, today I think it's always important to try to give some some real life examples to kind of illustrate what's going on today versus maybe even, you know, uh, 30 to 60 to 90 days ago. So, you know, one of the things that, as you shared, Joe, we track all the transactions that we do. And to kind of bring this to, to life, you know, uh, there's a neighborhood in Parrington that we've done uh, some some loans for on the same street. And, you know, just to think about this example that I'm about to share is we had a house that was listed um, back in April, sold um, and closed in May. That buyer got a rate of 4.875%. They did their mortgage with GRB. Their principal and interest payment, they put 20% down, was about $2,300 a month. That, that doesn't include taxes and insurance. On that same street, a house sold, a house, excuse me, a house was listed in July, sold in August. Um, pretty much the same exact house. Um, that person um, uh, put 20% down, got a rate of 6.5%, but their payment was close to $2,100 a month. So they're actually, you know, they're paying less for almost the same house. So for the realtors that are listening to this, I think it's really important that that you do the math again with your your client. This is what they would have paid back in the spring. This is what they're paying now. And even more important than that, what we're finding is that each community um, really kind of is standing on its own. So what I mean by that is we usually talk in terms of, okay, this is Onondaga County, this is Monroe County, this is Ontario County. The the reality is, is that each community has different dynamics going on. You know, for instance, we saw um, in the spring, you know, that, for instance, the Hilton market um, was selling significantly, you know, above, you know, lists. That's come back a bit. But that's not to suggest that other areas that we see, you know, for instance, you know, certain pockets of, of Fairport, certain pockets of Victor, um, you know, Greece, those areas are still relatively hot. So it's important that with your real estate agent, you really drill down on the, the specific communities that you're interested in buying in to see what's going on there today, not 
30 days ago. Certainly it's helpful to know what's going on, what's going on in the past, but you need to know what's going on right now. Yeah. And I, and I think that's really changed people's offer strategies. Um, you know, when they're writing offers on the houses from what we're seeing, right. We're not seeing as many escalation clauses. We're seeing houses sitting on the market a little bit longer before we get the contracts on them. Um, you know, Brighton is another, you know, the one, four, six, one, eight zip code. That's actually in August was the highest over percentage over ask, um, that we saw in, in our data. So I think that's, um, you know, something that as we continue to move down this path, understanding the current environment and the current market is really important. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about, so we know that rates have, you know, gone up many people, um, you know, I'd have to go back and look at a chart, but I don't think rates have, you know, been this high since probably I think the mid to late nineties. So obviously it's been a while. We haven't been in this environment. Um, but I think one of the things I think is important, and I, I, I heard this on another podcast, is, you know, two things I think, you know, that cause me to be optimistic about where we're going is, is one is, you know, you, you can't ignore that the U.S., you know, uh, from a global perspective, has the best infrastructure in place to, to weather this type of climate that we're in. And then when you drill down even you know further, Joe, you and I just got back from a national um, conference where there's banks there from California, Las Vegas, Miami, all over the nation, right? Yep. And we walked away. You know, the U.S. is is great, but upstate New York is better. And the reason why I I say that is that the benefit that we have from living and working here is. We don't go through the boom bust cycles that a lot of these other communities go go through. We don't see the significant, you know, price appreciation that you might see in Silicon Valley or an area like like that. And then when things start to to turn, we don't see the the, the big downturn. I think it's just a much more stable place to do business in. So I think whether you're a buyer, whether you're a seller, um, you know. It just gives you, I think, a little bit of comfort in knowing that you're not selling or buying in, into this really, you know, crazy type of environment. Um, but, Joe, that, that being said, what's surfaced with these rates going higher is that there's other mortgage options that have been on the shelf for some time because we've been in such a low rate environment for so long. Um, what other options are out there t today for buyers that, you know, um, are concerned about that rates have gone up? You know, does, does paying points make more sense? Now, what are some of the options out there today that buyers really need to think about? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the points um, are a big one. Um, we're seeing a lot more um, bang for your buck with points. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that one point can maybe get you down, you know, three eighths to a half a percent in rate. So a lot of times what we're seeing is, yes, your par rate, it may be at 7%, but that one point can get you down into the, into the sixes. And, um, you know, that's a strategy we're seeing people use a lot more as the market, you know, shifts and, and potentially sellers concessions become more common. Um, something that was used, uh, in the past was, a, it's called a buy down. Mm -hmm. And, you know, those buy downs typically are seller funded. Um, you know, through a concession and the buyer can buy their rate down 
uh, by uh, two or one percent, and it's it serves as more of a step mortgage. So in the first year, that rate, let's say you're starting at seven, you start with a five percent rate in your first year. It goes to six in your second year, and then in the third year of your mortgage, it's at the full seven percent. And essentially, what you're doing is you're prepaying, or the seller is prepaying some of that interest up front um, for the buyer, so that they're paying a lower payment in those first couple of years. So it's it doesn't have any of those crazy you know, negative amortization features like we saw in the past, the balance of the mortgage isn't going up. You're just prepaying some of that initial interest payment. So, you know, we are starting to see that. And then the the ARMS, you know, the mm -hmm. ARM products uh, having a lower rate for five years. Um, some people are choosing to go down the ARM path because they're betting on rates going down mm -hmm. and they're betting in on being able to refinance into a lower rate um, as the as the market shifts to a lower rate environment and then you know locking in that 30 year fixed rate at that time. So a lot of it is about appetite and and you know it's it's about our loan officers really taking the time to understand what the borrower's plans are. You know, do you plan on being in this house for 5 years? Because usually what you see especially with the points is that there's a recoupment period, right? That 30 or 40 dollar a month difference in payment, you can easily calculate how long it's going to take to recoup that. And if you plan on being in the house longer than that amount of time, it makes sense to make that investment and pay that up front. That's right. You know, I've heard this. This is the, um, the the new term or the new phrase that, you know, everyone was talking about at the conference that we were just at. It's called date the rate, marry the house. Yep. You know, you know, meaning that, you know, obviously, you know, rates are higher. But historically, there's no guarantee of this. But historically, if if you were to look at rates over the past 40 years, Typically, every call it four to seven years. Again, there's no guarantee of this, but that at some point rates will come back down again, um, and there may be a, a benefit to refinancing that loan down the road. Yeah, and I mean we see that you know the last time the rates spiked up, after a couple of days things start to settle down and, and they readjust, and we've seen that this week. You know Monday, uh, you know some banks closed their lock desks. They didn't allow for locks because the market was. So volatile, and what we've seen in the past couple of days is as things start to settle in, and you know the dust kind of settles, then we start to see the rates adjust uh, back down, and they and they have. Okay. So uh, I think that's encouraging as well. Great, great. So Joe, I think we got some questions that have come into the chat. Um, all right. So the first question is, what should loan officers and realtors be doing differently in this market? to build and grow their pipeline um, and, and grow their um, business. Um, obviously, there's a lot there. I, you know, going back to what we already talked about is I think it's important that, you know, first of all, I think it's important for them to, as best they can, they have a face-to-face -face meeting to talk about their business and really go through and, and really do two things. One, to go through all of the buyers that they pre-qualified um, that haven't taken action for whatever you know re reason to just simply pick up the phone, call them, text them, try to reactivate them um, just to touch base to see what are their um, goals going forward. Are they, <clears throat> are they gonna continue to rent? Are they gonna sell? I mean, really, Make sure that they just pick up the phone and touch base with all of those um, those those folks. But I think going back to what we talked about before is 
really staying current on what's going on in the market that those buyers want to buy. I know that we talked about this before, but really being familiar with what's going on in Brighton or what's going on in Liverpool, what's going on in those specific markets so that they can give their buyer an informed, accurate update in regards to what's going on going into now the fall. Yeah, and I think, you know, we talked about this a little bit as well, re-education. If you leave your borrower or your buyer out there to just read the headlines, nobody's going to buy a house, Mm -hmm. right? Rates are in the sevens, uh, the market's dropping, the market, you know, it's all these news and grabby headlines that you read that would scare anybody away from wanting Mm -hmm. to buy a house. So really re-educating the the buyer and what it means. And, And like I talked about earlier, you know, you're paying X amount of dollars in rent. Let's look at what, you know, if you're worried about rates, let's look at what that does and what house you can qualify for with that. Because when you start to look at the numbers, um, you know, we all agree that home buying is the advantage to be in and owning a home, home ownership. So, you know, just it's our jobs to continue to educate those borrowers and those buyers on, you know, what they can afford and, you know, help them find that. Knowledge is power. Absolutely. All right, we got another one that came in. Uh, what about FHA and, out and other government-backed loan programs? Can buyers uh, win a bid with this type of financing? Um, you know, the answer is yes. You know, but you know that being said, you know one of the things that we've learned really throughout you know the past you know few years is that it's so important when the offers are being presented regardless if it's conventional, VA, USDA, government loan, that um, the buyer's agent has really tried to reach out to the listing agent to really ask them questions around what's important to this um, seller at this time other than just price and terms. Is there anything else that needs to be woven into that offer? Um, You know, one of the things that you know, we do, I think, a really good job of here is that if somebody is going to look to submit an FHA um, uh, loan on a house, you know, we'll help them vet out whether there's going to be any repairs needed on that house. And Joe, I know you've done a lot of that. How do you kind of advise um, realtors, lenders to, to try to make their FHA offer as competitive as possible? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest stigma on F- any government program is, you know, um, the appraisal uh, requirements that, mm-hmm. that come along with them. Right. Um, and understanding what those are and being able to look at the house and assess, is there any peeling paint on this house? Um, is the downspout on the, the hot water tank? Uh, you know, is there um, handrails on the stairs? You know, looking around as you're, as you're walking through the house with the buyer and understanding what those repairs may be. Um, and we've seen instances where, the buyer writes in their offer that they're willing to, you know, pay for repairs up to a certain dollar point, um, should there be any required. Um, and a lot of times we can look at some of the listing photos and, and get an idea of, you know, what it looks like. And if there's close-up photos, maybe we can see some peeling paint or things that we may think are a concern. But, um, you know, it's really just taking the time as you're walking through the house to understand the condition. Right, right, great. Um, all right, we got another question. <laughs> uh, advice for the Bills heading into this week's matchup with the Ravens. Uh, we talked this, Joe. What's your last words of uh, advice for the Bills? Oh, that's a, that's a tough one. Right, well, if the, if the weather's going to be what it is, hold on to the ball. 
mm-hmm. right? I think the reason we lost against Miami was the, the fumble was kind of the main, one of the main causes there. And uh, hold on to the ball and let's just get out there and get a win. Yeah. Okay. All right. And in closing, um, if, you know, any of you, you know, we appreciate everybody. We're super excited to, to do this. We welcome your feedback on other um, topics and questions that, that you all have. And if you do, you can submit them to www.grbbank.com forward slash MJ. So, again, we want to thank everybody for dialing in, calling in. Joe, thanks. Yeah, thank Super you. Super fun. Hopefully next week when we or the next time we, we do this, um, we'll have some more encouraging news regarding the, um, you know, bills. And the market. And the market yeah. as well. So, with that, we'll bid you guys adieu. Go thank bills. you. See you.